now it's time for some Midweek Thoughts. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Midweek Thoughts. Um, yeah. Our, yeah. <laughs> our, our original idea for these Midweek Thoughts was to dive into like a book we're reading or some kind of media that we're consuming that we'd like to share about. Yep. And one of the cool things is and Tim writes his own songs. Mm-hmm. And what a wonderful opportunity to shamelessly self-promote <laughs> on our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> cross-pollinate, right? So, yeah, so we're, we're going to do that. We're going to dive into Tim wrote a song yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to dive into that song, talk about um, why he wrote it, mm-hmm. the meaning behind the lyrics, and, um, and we're going to play the song for you uh, at the very end or right now, however <laughs> this podcast gets cut. But one thing's important that everybody needs to know when they hear that song. It's in mono. And <laughs> you don't know what that is. Only Tim does and like three other people. And it drives me nuts. <laughs> it I drives reco- me nuts. I recorded it in stereo, meaning each speaker is supposed to have their own set of sounds, but mono it pushes it all into one sound, which means that it decreases the sound quality. So Right. And what what's killer. the cost to upgrade to stereo? Couple, like a couple bucks. Like three or four dollars a month. So if you want to listen to it in stereo and any time we record a podcast in stereo <laughs> then we will gladly accept the donation until then one ear it is one ear we do that for my wife mm-hmm. um just for her so yeah right anyway which reminds me tim i want to talk about this okay how do you feel about listening to music um on your iphone I just think, the iphone i think it's a sin i hate it absolutely if it, it's a dis, I feel like it's a disservice to the artist. Of Dude, the music. it's like going to see the Mona Lisa, the original Mona Lisa, and you're wearing like sunglasses when you look at it, or I don't know, you are looking at it through like a Polaroid picture frame, like you're looking through the camera at the picture. You're not actually consuming it's it like the way that it's meant to be seen. Going to a concert and videotaping it. Yeah. Watch the freaking concert. Right. It's not really like that. But the well, artist puts a lot of time and effort into getting that sound just right. Yeah. And by playing it through your iPhone speakers or your Samsung speakers <laughs> or your Google nuts. Note speakers or whatever the hell speakers you're listening to, unless they are like quality headphones mm-hmm. or your car stereo even. Yeah, that's fine. Um, don't. Just don't. It's a disservice to the artist. <laughs> anyway. I get I get it's convenient, but ugh, it drives me nuts. Okay, ran over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, hey, why don't we just why don't we just roll the song right now? Okay. You wrote it down in black and white in the midnight haze that October night that you needed more than this. But you don't know what this is It was the seventh time You spent the night looking in the mirror Can't stop crying cause you don't know who you are How could you let it get so far? But you gotta try to just hold on I believe that there is hope before the fall The fall Nothing's irreversible You can be brand new There's nothing you can't come back from If you just say the truth If you really want it bad enough Then you gotta make the change in you Your mind is the last thing You gotta learn how to get through
the words came out, his bags are packed If he's leaving now, you convince yourself it's fine You'll find another one in time But the days go on, the feeling fades And you wish that you could take back the day Cause you know you hurt him bad Or would he even want you back? But you gotta try to just hold on I believe that there is hope before the fall Nothing's irreversible You can be brand new There's nothing you can't come back from If you just say the truth If you really want it bad enough Then you gotta make the change in you Your mind is the last thing you gotta learn how to get through You can be brand new There's nothing you can't come back from If you just say the truth If you really want it bad enough Then you gotta make the change in you Your mind is the last thing you gotta learn how to nothing's get Nothing's irreversible You can be brand new there's nothing you can't come back from if you just say the truth If you really want it bad enough Then you gotta make the change in you Your mind is the last thing you gotta learn how to Nothing's get through Nothing's irreversible, you can be brand new There's nothing you can't come back from if you just say the truth if you really want it bad enough Then you gotta make the change in you Your mind is the last thing you gotta learn how to get through All right wasn't that amazing, everybody? Wow. I loved it. I teared up a little bit. Wow. And my daughter loved it. We were listening to it in what? the car. You showed Anne? Oh, yeah. She loved it. Oh, she was, man. Uh, she was listening intently, and like we got done, and she says, Daddy, can I listen to another one of Tim's songs? Oh, no. So I had to like, I could have pulled up Earth Abram on yeah. my iTunes, but I scrolled way back through our text messages back <laughs> to like January or March. Probably songs that like you don't want to listen to now because it might bring out bad memories. Right. Speaking of bad memories, let's talk about the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> what inspired you to write the song? All right. The song's called Irreversible. I was sitting down yesterday. So what does irreversible mean? Does that mean like you can't, you, you can always turn it back around? Yeah. So if you reverse... I'm just... <laughs> you go ahead. I was like, do you really not know? <laughs> um, basically, the course, as you heard, is nothing's irreversible. Meaning like, a lot of people think very finite. They think very much black and white. If if you cross me, if you screw me over, I am done. We are done. Page, you know, book is closed. Delete your number. Delete everything. You know, I'm erasing you. And I think people just make these definitive statements all the time in life, and they don't have to be. I think that things can be fixed if 
you really want it to be. And if obviously it takes two to tango, but you know, there's, there's in the song, it talks about self love too. Like in the first verse, we can get into more of that too. But basically if the person that you're arguing with doesn't want healing, you can still find healing without them wanting that as well. So yesterday I was thinking about all this. I was thinking about this past year and I've been going through a lot, going through therapy. And that's been kind of like the general theme this year is I just want things to be fixed. I want, I want rifts to be filled. I want things to be fixed that were broken. And, um, thankfully some friendships have been mended just within the past couple of weeks, but I do see a lot of broken people in my life and hurting people. And I just want them to know that, um, things can be fixed if, if you really try and believe and want it to be. So, <clears throat> all right. Thinking, um, <laughs> thinking along the lines of, of relationships repaired, mm-hmm. the number one best Christmas movie relationship uh, repairing story. Go jingle all the way <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cause he's his son's pissed at him. <laughs> And then he becomes Turbo Man or whatever, and he said, "You've seen Christian all the way, right?" Dude, it looked like the dumbest movie. I've never wasted my time. Dude, on that crap. so good. Okay, well, let me think. Okay, Christmas movie re- repairing. I mean, but if that's your thing, that's your thing. Well, I'm trying to think of another Christmas movie. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind, and I'll tell you, you don't have to answer, was Old Man Marley. I don't even know what that is. Home Alone. Oh my gosh. When he's the known the South Bend shovel slayer, and that's him, and he shows up at the at the at the at the uh, little corner store, throws his wounded hand on the counter, and Kevin runs away, <laughs> stealing his toothbrush that is uh, approved by the dental association, and then runs home, and then obviously they meet at the church and they start talking, and Kevin realizes like he's this sweet and did you look at that somebody somebody didn't put their phone on silent. That's the artist a, right there. A, uh. You know what? Dude, Los Angeles, California. You're going to accept it? All right, guys, it's live. Hello? Open enrollment is here with only a Every day. <laughs> Every day. I get this crap. Get your health insurance, man. Should I get somebody on the line and talk to them? No, dude. <laughs> I could warn them this call may be recorded or monitored. <laughs> Come on. This is fun. Let's just go with it. We can cut it later. Good morning, enrollment center MJ speaking. Are you looking for an individual or family health care plan? I can barely hear Gosh, him. I'm I'm sorry, you sound way too nice. I was gonna mess with you and I can't I can't really do that. They hung up. They hung up on <laughs> They hung up that fast. That's what they do. Come on. All right. All right. <laughs> so anyway, like yeah, this relationship. All all of a sudden, you have this rumor about somebody that you believe to be true, and that's not who they are. They begin to live up to that, and then it turns around that they're this just like sweet person mm-hmm. who's been misunderstood. And there's a reconciliation, and then, but the biggest reconciliation was at the end when you know the old man told him about his son and that they don't get along, and Kevin says, oh, "Why don't you call him? Just call him and yeah. talk to him." And then at the end of the movie. There he is with his, you know, with his son and daughter-in-law and his granddaughter. And he was just like, and it was amazing. And it's yeah. like, that's, in my mind, I think that is like one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I bet you for years and years, that old man thought that it was irreversible. He thought mm-hmm. that like the damage is done. I have to live, I have to live in the bombshell. I have to, li- I have to live in like 
the aftershock of what happened now. And that's my new reality. And, you know, I'm not saying that you can't be so hurt that like you take as much time as you need to heal with things. I'm not saying that you need to rush, like brush it off and fix stuff. But I, I know for speaking on, on my behalf here, I, I hold the weight of things very closely. And whenever there's rifts, whenever there's grievances, whenever some have preconceived notions of me that aren't true, I, it's hard for me just to, to not focus on that. So like I said, if the other party isn't willing to heal with me, then I need to find healing about that situation with or without them. And so in the sense that, you know, nothing's irreversible, right? So yeah. Do you want to get into the lyrics or what do you want to do? Yeah, we can. Um, I'm just kind of reading through them and you, you talked about at the end of that verse that your mind, you said your mind is the last thing that you got to learn how to get through. Yes. The end of the chorus, the end of the chorus. And I was just thinking about that. That sometimes like, we do need to understand our mind and how our brains work mm-hmm. and how emotions work and, yeah. and how that leads to different behaviors. And I think that's really important for people to realize that like, there's a lot going on up in our brains mm-hmm. and so many people just kind of walk through life without trying to understand emotions and mm-hmm. how they feel and what triggers them and what causes them and how to deal with them. And I think that's important. So. Yeah. I, I also wrote that line meaning also like your pride, um, because what's stopping you from calling that person that you had beef with five years ago? Maybe you simply don't care, which sure, that's fine. But if it's eating you up, chances are there's a pride factor. Like, I don't want to be the one to call. Like, I shouldn't be the one to call. They should call me. You know what? Like, they, they, then you start having this whole thing. It's like, you know what? Like, put your tail between your legs, show some humility, and like, just call them. Yeah. So that's what that line's about. But anyway, the first verse I wrote about self-love, self-acceptance. I kind of wrote that about someone who they're maybe struggling with their weight. They're struggling with their physical appearance. They're struggling with addiction. They're struggling with, you know, negative talk to themselves and they keep going through this vicious cycle and Hey, I'm a victim of this. (laughs) Um, And they're kind of like looking in the mirror. It says, well, I'll read the first verse. It Mm -hmm. says you wrote it down in black and white in a midnight haze that October night that you needed more than this, but you didn't, but you don't know what this is. It was the seventh time you spent the night looking in the mirror. Can't stop crying because you don't know who you are. How could you let it get so far? And I guess that's kind of, you know, I'm trying to set the scene. It's like a late night. He's not thinking clear or she's not thinking clear. And they're just trying to figure out why they're this way, but they can't figure it out. And they're just so frustrated. And they're just stuck in a cycle. Yeah, they're just stuck. Stuck in a cycle. And, and all of a sudden you get to a point. Some people aren't to that point. Right. But for some, they get to that point and they're like, dude, what the hell mm-hmm. like to themselves? Like, what, what are you doing? And I've hit that point a time or two in my life. And mm-hmm. that resulted then in a big change after yeah, that. Exactly. It wasn't an easy thing to do. Um, but a lot of times you just hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we feel like we hit rock bottom. It's not actually rock bottom. It's <laughs> no. just uh, a ledge <laughs> on the way to the bottom. Yeah. Um, that, may help a little bit, but odds are you're going to try climbing back up and then you're going to fall again. You might hit another bottom. That's just a ledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate it when people get to the rock bottom because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard at the rock bottom. Cause you definitely feel like no one's going to forgive me. I've hurt too many relationships, but there's still nothing's irreversible at that, at that moment. And I think if you accept the fact that it's not irreversible, but 
it is going to take time mm-hmm. and it is going to take work and it is going to take owning your mistakes. Yeah. And knowing they are mistakes and they're big ones, but nothing is irreversible and it's not like you're not the worst person ever mm-hmm. and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's important to know. Like, if you find yourself in a place that you feel like is the rock bottom, mm-hmm. like it's still not irreversible. That's what I mean. But there's, I mean, real quick, there you hear stories of people who shoot up schools and clubs or whatever. You know, fuck those assholes. Well, yeah, they can hit rock bottom and stay there. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm getting at is, I've heard stories of families saying that they forgive these killers, and that's not to say that they're they say it's fine. But they choose not to hold this animosity. They're right. like, you know what? This person's completely damaged and a messed up person. And it, like, it, nothing will ever bring back the. They're pain. not going to let the bitterness and rage consume them. Instead, they're just going to forgive and, like, and. Yeah, but it doesn't take away from the hurt. It doesn't take away the fact that their kid is now gone. But it, there's like a mental shift. Like what I'm saying mm-hmm. is like it's not irreversible even it, um, in that drastic of a scenario it was locally here that shooter that came into the the amish school and shot up I yeah think like 13 kids or something I like th- that yeah uh the family actually i think befriended the family of the shooter not, yeah but they forgave the shooter and then befriended the family of the shooter and um i'm not and certainly that's an outlier um that's something there and i don't say everybody should do that exactly but there's something you can learn from that um, and that healing that can that can happen in the midst of tragedy. But anyway, that's right. I mean, obviously a side point. So. Right. Um, pre-course, I say, but you just got to try to hold on. But you but you got to try to just hold on. I believe that there is hope before the fall. Then the course says nothing's irreversible. You can be brand new. There's nothing you can't come back from if you just say the truth. If you really want it bad enough, then you got to make the change in you. Your mind is the last thing you got to learn how to get through. So. Yeah, it's kind of like saying if you want things to be healed, you got to look inside first because, yeah, that's where it starts. Talk about the second verse. What was the inspiration there with your second verse? Yeah, so this one's about a relationship. So how many times do you – well, I, I may have said this the stolen analogy before in this podcast. I'll say it really quick because I think this is perfect. So, John, say I leave your house and I stole something. Mm-hmm. Five minutes later, I come back to your door and I'm like, John – dang it, I, I stole this from you. I'm sorry. You'd be kind of like, Tim, that's really weird, but all right, thanks for returning it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it'd be, it'd be really awkward, but it'd be, you'd be like, all right, whatever. But if I had that item for a week, a month, a year, the more time that goes on that I have this item that I stole, the harder and harder it'd be to come back to you. And probably the harder it'd be for you to forgive after a while because like so much time, I mean, that's like how I would feel anyway. But what I'm getting at is like words are the same way. If I say something really hurtful to you and I come back five minutes later, I'm like, dang it, dude, I shouldn't have said that, man. You'd be like, oh, man, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if I like said like, you know, screw you, John, I hate you. You, you. I said all these awful things to you and I, I wait two years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then that's two years of like this chasm that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And if I would just reach out and talk to you. Maybe we don't need to be buddy buddy again. We don't need to be best friends. Yeah. But it can still be healed. after five minutes. It wouldn't have been a thing. It wouldn't be a thing after an hour. It what you said will have a chance to set in and be like, oh, oh, that's wow, that kind of hurt. Yeah. Um, and if nothing's addressed, like those things hang, those things stick with you. Oh yeah. I think the point is though, within that five minutes, like of the words, I don't think either people really know the impact of those words. No. In that five minutes. Mm-mm. Um. So it's important, I think, at the end, even, gosh, 
hard to say or easy to say hard to do. Even if you said something hurtful to me mm-hmm. after an hour, I realized it was really hurtful. Um, at that point, even for me mm-hmm. would be wise to say like, I don't think you meant it this way, but I got to tell you how, what you said made me feel. Yeah. Uh, even then <laughs> to be honest about it then, instead of then holding on to that. Yeah. Um, I think in both cases there, obviously there's more serious offenses. No, I know. But- and what, what this verse is mostly about is in the past, three or four years or so I've had close friendships that have deteriorated over conversations that didn't need to happen. And then years and years went by where we didn't talk to each other. And literally, like I said, within the past couple of weeks, we've had conversations where it all is aired out. It's all out on the mm-hmm. table and it's, it's good. You know what I mean? It, like it just a dialogue needed to happen. So anyway, verse two is you didn't think the words came out. His bags are packed and he's leaving. Now you convince yourself it's fine. You'll find another one in time, but the days go on and the feeling fades and you wish that you could take back the day because you know you hurt him bad. Would he even want you back? And you can say that's about a girl and a boy. You can say that's about two friends. You can say whatever. Just you cause a rift. This person's leaving your life and you're like, you know, I don't need them. I'll find someone else to fill their spot. Then after a while, that adrenaline fades and your mind kind of clears and you're like, shit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) dang it. I shouldn't have let that one go. (laughs) But then your pride gets in the way. It's like, well, they, they wouldn't want me. I hurt them too bad. It's like, how about you just have a conversation? See if, see if it can be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that verse is about. So, yeah. I see your wheels turning, John. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> we'll save that for another time, though. I think that was a great, a, a great short, shorter episode, obviously, to talk about Tim's song and his, his artistry in mm-hmm. songwriting. Um, he writes really good ones. And I believe every week, the link to those songs are in the show notes, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are every week. So you might not notice that, but, uh, and we don't talk about it too much, but enjoy that song. I mean, listen to it again. If you like, if you like Tim's music, check out those links in the show notes, to mm-hmm. his music, cause they, they are for sale people. And every sale <laughs> of that goes into Tim's pocket. Help, um, help me please. <laughs> and when they say struggling musicians, <laughs> I am str- struggling, struggling artists, uh, not just like mentally, like, Literally, I'm struggling. The, wa- the wallet, too. No. But uh, John, think can I, about can it. I, can you get out of your trash can later? <laughs> can I, no. Um, anyway, so check out Tim's music. It's really good. Well, thanks th- for listening. Yeah, thanks, John, for letting me do this on here. And yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys can take something from the song. I, for me, if anything, it's therapy. Just like this podcast. Getting mm-hmm. that song out there felt really good. It, it makes me feel good when I listen to it because it's like a message I need to keep hearing. So, yeah, well, we'll see you. Bleh, we will see you on Monday. Peace. Bye.